fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Your friends don't play fantasy? LOL. What a bunch of nerds. Let's go. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. Welcome to another week of the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Preseason week one. Here it is. Adam Azer. Dave Richard, Heath Cummings, Jamie Eisenberg. This is Fantasy Football Today, and we're taking your emails. FantasyFootball at CBSI.com. All right, we're obviously going to talk about Jay Cutler and get some listener average draft position feedback, and we're going to say hello to the boys. What's going on, guys? How are we doing today? Yeah. Woo! Jay Cutler is back. Smoking I mean, Jay Cutler. Can you can you sense the excitement in this room? Yeah, I, I think it's better than Matt Moore. I think it's better than Matt Moore. I think it's very, very similar to Ryan Tannehill. I think Matt Moore will end up starting more games than Jay Cutler this season. Wow. <laughs> Is that just because Cutler's so injury prone and yep. can't really last that long? And retired. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's but not, it's not ideal. the same type of retired as like Marshawn Lynch retiring. Why is it different? Because he wasn't gone for a year. How many he times do you think Jay Cutler's thrown a football since he got hurt last year? Oh, I bet he's thrown it at least two times. I'll mm-hmm. say that's fair. Yeah, I'm gonna guess he hasn't really done very much, and has to work himself into shape. And I think Matt Moore's better at this point in his career. I'm gonna say this: I, I don't want him on my fantasy team. Well, Jay yeah. Cutler, Jay Cutler. That's not a huge surprise. <laughs> Jay Cutler's not gonna be on anybody's. I, fantasy I also team think except for two quarterback leagues and deeper formats. The bigger question is the receivers, and I don't think that changes much at all because again, Matt Moore will end up starting more games than Jay Cutler this year. Mm, man, wow, it's going right into it. Yeah, before Hot we, takes. right before we were going to get into all the news and such, I was going to thank you guys not for doing the show without me on Friday, but for publicly acknowledging that I am in fact your boss. I did appreciate that, so thank you. I think I was the only one that did that, so you're just thanking me. All right, thank you, Heath. You're welcome. You're I kind of questioned it. Does that mean that I'm going to get fired? No, reprimanded, yes. Fired, no, not now. Maybe after this. How, how's the reprimanding going to go down? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe we'll. I think you should do it on the air. Okay, try to Come figure on, it boss. out. I also said I was going to sing "Happy Birthday" to Tom Brady on the air, but uh, I forgot to do that, so I'm sure I'll forget. Um, so yeah, you guys talked about some crazy, crazy average draft position. You cited Tyrell Williams as the number 47 wide receiver off the board. Devontae Parker, number 42 off the board. Rob Kelly, number 38 running back off the board. You talked about Quincy and Noma being underdrafted. I encourage everyone to go back and to listen to that show. But what I asked the listeners on Twitter, and you can follow us, I'm at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R. The other guys just search for their names. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, and it's actually a pretty good way to get involved with the show if you follow me. I asked you, take a look at current average draft position and tell me what stands out to you. So we've got a Mark Ingram comment, a Ty Montgomery comment, a Tom Brady comment, Martavis Bryant. But let's get to the big news, and let's, yeah, let's talk about these Dolphins here. As Cutler signs a one-year deal, $10 million, with some incentives that can be earned as well. And he's obviously familiar with Adam Gase's system. Um, Jamie says it doesn't really affect the value of the wide receivers. Do you want to expand on that, Jamie? Let's kick it off there. I still think Jarvis Landry is going to lead them in targets, receptions, and receiving yards. I still think Devontae Parker has a ton of upside as a low-end number three receiver. And Kenny Stills will have his moments. But I don't think this changes very much for them at all. It depends It depends on how long you expect Jay Cutler to Even if he plays play. all 16 games. To me, Cutler is a little bit more of a gunslinger than Matt Moore, and I don't. Than Matt Moore? Yeah, I, look, they're both gunslingers. They're both and way Tannehill, better than yes, Tannehill. I think they're the same type of guy. 
I, I think Cutler is a better deep ball passer than Matt Moore. And I think he'll also take some chances that maybe Matt Moore might not take. And I think that hurts Landry. I revised my expectations yesterday, and it was not very much of a change at all. I largely agree this doesn't have a huge impact. I did take 10 targets away from Landry. He'll still lead the team in targets. But he was, like, the connection he had with Ryan Tannehill, I don't know that you could expect him to just automatically right. have with either of the other two guys. Well, he was, think, better. he was better with I, right, Moore right, right. I don't know if I'd say that with Matt Moore, with, but uh, I would say that guys. with Cutler. I agree with you, Cutler and Landry. I think there's going to be something. I don't think it's a big design. difference, though. Like, Parker maybe gets a few more targets. and uh, But the difference between these three quarterbacks is not that big in any direction. Yeah, I mean, if you just look at the passer rating, for example, like last year, Cutler had a terrible season. He played five games. He just did not play well. He threw five interceptions to four touchdowns. You look at 2014 and 2015, and you just, like, combine the stats, combine the passer ratings. Cutler and Tannehill were pretty close. I think what, you know, what you don't get is people were hoping, not necessarily drafting Tannehill, but drafting all the other guys on the team. People were hoping that Tannehill, second year in the offense, you know, just getting more experience in the league was going to take another step, and I, I thought it was realistic. But that's you know, I, I don't I don't think that Cutler's going to get to the point where Matt Moore is going to play as well as we hoped Tannehill could, and that could hold back Devontae Parker, who did not play well last year with uh, with Matt Moore under center as opposed to Ryan Tannehill, or did not put up big numbers, I should say. So their numbers were almost identical. Whose Parker's numbers over a four game sample size projected over sixteen games with Matt Moore. Identical to the numbers he finished with over 16 games last season. But he, had, yards. he didn't have that good of a year last year. No, he didn't. Yeah. But that's the whole thing is, is he, his season this year is predicated on him taking that next step. Whoever the quarterback is, it's still up to him. I and think, but it's also up to his quarterback. To make him dramatically better. Uh, I, you know, you were hoping that Tannehill, at least I was hoping that Tannehill might be able to do that. I don't think that, that Cutler's getting any better, obviously, at this stage of his career. But what about a Jai? You know, Dave, you've talked about the black crowd, back, black, uh, excuse me, the black cloud, there it is, over the Ravens. But, okay, now we have a report just recently that Jarvis Landry is under investigation for battery. We've got a left guard injury that we, that you guys talked about on Friday. We've got Tannehill out. I, and you're the low guy to begin with on Jay Ajayi, Dave. I don't think, uh, the last couple weeks have been good for anybody on the Dolphins. Sure, but as long as all those receivers are healthy, it's going to be hard for defenses to crowd the box and slow Ajayi down. Is it? So I've, I've already been the low man. I'm not, I'm not moving him down just because the quarterback is going to be Jay Cutler. Last time I checked, some running backs had some very good years with Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. So the, to me, that, the, that quarterback change does not hurt. I think the only way Ajayi would be worse is if Moore and Cutler got hurt. And then they're stuck. Is it Brandon Allen as their third string quarterback? Uh, Dowdy. Brad, Brad, Brandon Dowdy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that, that would be bad news. Or, you, you can tell if me Ajayi Dowdy's suffers another concussion. If, if Mike Pouncey's there, Ajayi will be fine. They're going to run the ball as much as they possibly can. Okay. And, and by the way, Cutler has a history of, of giving you good wide receivers too. I mean, in 2014, Alshon Jeffrey was the number 12 wide receiver in standard scoring leagues. Brandon Marshall also caught eight touchdowns that year and, and Jeffrey caught 10. 2015. What kind of receivers are those, by the way? Big tall ones. Big tall ones. Guys that go deep, right? Yeah, yeah. Guys that you know don't run routes ten yards and closer to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, that's true. Um, right. Alshon Jeffrey in nine games had a, had a nice season in 2015. If he had played 16 games with that pace, he would have been the number nine wide receiver 
So Cutler does have a very good recent history of making wide receivers good. I think we've covered uh, the Dolphins, yes? Anything else you guys want to say? Can I do a quick straw poll on Landry? Just yeah. among the four of us? And everybody listening, feel free to raise your hand. Does he get over 1,100 yards again? I would say no. Yes. Jamie, Jamie suggests Adam? No. Does he get over 1,000 yards? Yes. Jamie's obviously going to say yes. Heath, does he check in over 1,000? Hmm, probably. Yeah, I'll well, take yes. Uh, there, there's a caveat. Is he getting suspended from whatever? The no, 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 no. Obviously not. This is assuming that there's no off-field stuff. I think he can get over a thousand, but not much more. And that's assuming Cutler's the guy for at least half the year. I'll still go back to what one of the beat writers said. Adam Gase is going to feed him as a guy and a contractor. Yeah. All right, two straight years with about with about 1,150 yards and a lot of catches, as we know, for Jarvis Landry. Our Buffalo left tackle Cordy Glenn has a sore foot, but he did return to practice. That could have been big news as there was a report that their left tackle, Cordy Glenn, might need foot surgery. Of course, uh, he missed five games last year, and LaShawn McCoy had three massive games, 100-yard games, <laughs> averaged 6.5 yards per carry combined in those three games. He struggled in the other two. They were both against the Jets, but one of them he only had five carries and he left with an injury. But, uh, yeah, I just, just want to bring that up. Looks looks okay right now for Cordy Glenn. Uh, Travis Kelsey's been out with swelling in his knee. This is a knee that he had previously had surgery on. Who's concerned about Travis Kelsey and his swollen knee? I don't think the Chiefs are that concerned. Apparently this is something that has popped up every year, maybe even a couple of times a year. So, no, this isn't something that's going to sway me on drafting Kelsey. I've not gotten to the point of concern yet, no. Okay. And Martavis Bryant expected to be fully reinstated this week, according to the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Yay. Yeah, that's good. We have a, a tweet about Bryant coming up a little bit later. Let me just say, first of all, I'm very excited to be back. I missed you guys on Friday. You did a great job. I listened to most of the show. Good job. Um, Thanks, boss. This is a big week. Like, preseason starts. We got the flex draft coming up this weekend. Jamie and I are participating in that. Do we have the thing yet? Did he send it out yet? I don't know. I know. Not that I've seen. We don't know which league we're in. Which which league would you guys rather be in? What were the two choices? Do you remember off the top of your head? I think I Non-PPR and half PPR with uh, Superflex. Right, you can either do a standard scoring league or half PPR with a super flex. I hope that you are in the super flex league. I you requested it. Yeah, I requested it. Good for you. That's that's Good what I hope you. you're in. For those of you that don't know what a super flex league is, it basically means you can uh you can have you can put a quarterback, anybody you want, in uh at flex. So it's typically a two quarterback league. Uh yep, so hopefully Jamie and I will both be in the super flex league. But yeah, man, like first first real drafts and I don't know. We're going to do position previews starting tomorrow, quarterback preview tomorrow. Also, we're changing our schedule a little bit. We're going to be a morning podcast pretty soon. To, uh, tomorrow will still be – hopefully get it out to you by 12.30 p.m. Eastern, maybe maybe by 1. But Wednesday will be a morning podcast. Friday will be a morning podcast. And then beginning next week, we'll be in the morning every day but Monday. We still have fantasy baseball today, which is why we're not fully a morning podcast as of now. So with fantasy baseball, we're going to do Monday morning podcast. Everything else will be a little bit later, and football is going to take over the morning slot. And all right, how about this? I want you, uh, I want you guys to let me know what you think about this new idea. And just for the record, I have, I don't listen to other fantasy football podcasts. I don't know if they do this. I don't care. We're going to do it anyway. Uh, instead of just reading emails and tweets, I thought it would be fun if we set up a little Skype account. We let our listeners call. 
leave their questions via voicemail and play those on the show. Kind of like taking calls. I, that sounds like a lot of fun and a lot more work for you. Oh, definitely that. If, definitely if you're, that. if you're willing to do that work, Adam, then that's fine. And so Adam's number is 954. Hey. Just call and leave him a message. No, it's going to be a Skype call. Oh, that kind of call. And I can't believe you just gave my number out on the air. Of course, I will be editing that out. Uh, so thank you, Dave. Already been edited. Wonderful. All right, let's get into fantasy football here. Email of the day is from Jacob in Santa Clara, California. Fantasy football at CBSI.com. I was just in California. Had this argument on the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. Why do people think In-N-Out Burger is overrated? You are wrong. Take it for what it's worth. It's the best fast food burger you're going to find. It's very good. I think it's excellent. How do you get it? How do you order it? Oh, I went animal. I went double cheeseburger animal style and fries animal style. It was way too much food. Oh yeah, you're impressed I, though, right? I, oh, of course I am. Yeah, uh, you're a man after my own heart. <laughs> I would go double cheeseburger grilled onions. Okay, so that's like half animal style. Yeah, I'm. I'm not crazy about the sauce. Ooh, I like. The I, sauce. I'm, I'm not a big sauce guy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's weird. How'd I get so fat? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm not into the sauces. All right, dear Randy, Chris, and Jake. Those feel like Randy, wrestlers. Chris, Jake. Wrestlers? No. Randy and Jake are wrestlers. I guess there there are wrestlers who have been many Chris. wrestlers named Chris. Many. Jericho, for example. Benoit. Uh, the WWE would prefer that you not remember that, but sure. Okay. I think a lot of people in position eight or nine in their drafts will have this problem. I'm in a 12-team PPR draft, picking eighth or ninth, and uh, it's two running backs, two receivers. So it's PPR, two running backs, two receivers. I'm a true believer in Heath's Nips strategy. Is saying Nips strategy repetitive, by the way? Isn't the S for strategy? Yes. Yeah. So yep. you're just a huge believer in Heath's Nips. I've been doing a lot of mock drafts from position eight or nine and things that are playing just – and things are playing just like they did for Dave in that industry draft. Round one, I get A.J. Green or Mike Evans. Round two, I get T.Y. Hilton, assuming luck looks fine. Round three, I take a third wide receiver as a flex, Sammy Watkins or Terrell Pryor. But in round four, after going with receiver, 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 Dave got Crowell and had a solid, if not spectacular, running back core. For me, Crowell is usually gone. So I end up either having to suck it up and take someone like Christian McCaffrey before I want him or take my next best, next best player, Devontae Adams or Alshon Jeffrey, but that makes a fourth wide receiver or go Greg Olson. So no matter how you cut it, I'm always disappointed with my running backs. What am I doing wrong? Should I take Jordan Howard over T.Y. Hilton? You know, what do you do? In other words, going receiver, receiver, receiver from the eight or nine slot, it seems fine in PPR, right? You got your receiver and your flex, but are you too weak at running back if you do that? It really depends on who you're drafting with, because I will say a lot of the drafts that I've done this summer, guys like Carlos Hyde, Mark Ingram, Mike Gillisley, Paul Perkins, all falling past the fourth round. If I can get three of those guys in rounds five through seven, then I'm perfectly fine with what he's just outlined for the first four picks. Do you take Olsen there, or do you take your fourth wide receiver, which is a bench player? I, in a best ball format, I'd take the fourth wide receiver. In something like this, I'd take Olsen. Hmm. Interesting. What do, you, what do you think about passing over—I don't like passing over Hilton, assuming Luck's healthy in this type of a format. But 
if, if luck isn't healthy and Adam Schefter said on Sirius XM Fantasy, I believe this morning that there is a chance he could miss the beginning of the year. I think that's the perfect spot to go for Jordan Howard, especially knowing that you can get good receivers in round three and round four. And if you like those receivers, then you just, you roll with them and you take that running back in round two. Yeah. I, I think another issue I have here, Jacob is why don't you like Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league in round four? Yeah. That's another good call or Mixon. Mixon. But but I know I heard you guys talking about it on Friday with that report that Jeremy Hill was you know running ahead of him or was going to start Week One whatever. Yeah, I mean who there were dueling reports. Uh, one saying he's getting twenty plus touches in Week One, and one saying Jeremy Hill starting Week One. Guess what? We'll all see it in the preseason. Yeah. Give it a couple of weeks. If you're drafting tonight or tomorrow, I'm sorry. I I wish we had definitive news, but yeah. But in a PPR league, I'd be happy to get uh, McCaffrey or Montgomery in the fourth round. Now, Mixon, I know he can catch passes. He's a versatile guy. But they do have Gio Bernard. How many passes do you expect Joe Mixon to catch this year? How many catches do you think he'll have? 30? 35? Um, I'll say 40. Oh, if Gio gets hurt, the door's open for 40. If Gio's effective, the doors could be shut on 35. I'll take 40 in with Gio's there. He's their best dual threat. I'll take 25. Okay, yeah. That's, that's a that's a pretty low number. Twenty five thirty. I think there were like ten at least ten running backs who had fifty catches last year. So, you know, you want probably at least forty if he's gonna it could hurt you in PPR if he's got twenty five catches. Could be one of those guys that's better in standard than PPR, you know? Right. Just hypothetically. Yes. There could be a, a scenario that plays out where Joe Mixon does fine but loses the goal line carries to Jeremy Hill and loses some third down work to Giovanni Bernard. Capping him in two important statistics. I don't want to see it this way. I want to see Jeremy Hill win like a free trip to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Giovanni Bernard becomes an astronaut. He should just get traded to Baltimore. They're not going to trade these guys to Baltimore. They're okay, so the when position. they cut him, he'll go to Baltimore. Well, that's different. Yeah. Who are we cutting, Jeremy Hill or Giovanni Bernard? Hill. Okay. Yes, yes. The answer is yes. We don't want to cut Giovanni Bernard. Make no mistake about it. The reasons why I'm not as excited as Jamie is on Joe Mixon has nothing to do with Joe Mixon. It's got a lot to do with with the dopey coaching staff in Cincinnati. All right, so I asked the listeners, hey, what do you think about average draft position, ADP? Take a look. Let us know. And here's what they said. Matthew Bell says, Marshawn Lynch is too high, 24th overall, RB12. Yeah, I think we agree. And Mark Ingram is too low, 58th overall, the 22nd running back off the board. Agree with both. I get, on average, about one tweet every three days telling me that I'm psychotic for ranking Marshawn Lynch as low as I do. Which and is every where? three days, I've got to write, well, he's 31 years old, and he hasn't played well in over two years, and... He looks pretty hefty to me. Why? What's the reason? What's the excitement? And it's just people who are just either diehard Raiders fans or diehard Marshawn Lynch fans. I I can't pull the trigger on it. I don't know if I if I will be even if he looks good in the preseason. And you like him? I I do. Like I I but I like him as a round five pick. Mm-hmm. You're the high. I don't guy like him Lynch. as a twenty fourth overall pick. I want uh-huh. somebody to take him at 24th overall in my league. Pushes down somebody else to me later. 
Okay. So thank you. So we agree. Lynch too high, Ingram too low. Steve says in PPR, T.Y. Hilton's too high, 14th overall, given some concerns with Andrew Luck. And Ty Montgomery looks way too low at 44 overall in PPR, running back 17 off the board. He's going behind Christian McCaffrey, Isaiah Crowell, Joe Mixon. Um, yeah, so Hilton, Hilton too high at 14. I, that's interesting. So this weekend when we're drafting, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with T.Y. Hilton. I mean, there, you've got to be concerned about the situation here. And 14 does seem a little early to me. What do you guys think? I've always been the high guy on Hilton, and I did finally drop him at the end of last week all the way down to 15th. You did it. 15. Over out of your overall. big nine. Oh, 15th overall. I thought you were saying 15th at wide receiver. No, 15th overall. It's a big jump. 15th overall would be a big jump. Yes. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that, that's because of luck, right? Yes. Yeah. So if you're dropping him there, are you dropping him in your receiver rankings? He he is behind. Um, is he ninth for you? I think that's the question. Heat's counting behind Michael Thomas. Tenth. He's tenth for you. Tenth. So Doug Baldwin has jumped him. Baldwin and Thomas have jumped him. Ooh, Baldwin. Wow. Okay. Baldwin yeah. Guy. I mean, it's you're going to see his stock drop the longer we go without Andrew. Yeah, but Luck. if Luck misses, the only way I the only way I'm dropping Ty Hilton is if Luck's on the pup list. That's it. But are you, let's say you're drafting, before, that's September 2nd when the Colts have to announce that. So if you're drafting August 30th, you're still going to draft Hilton as if Luck is going to be fine for 16 games? Yep. I no. Can't do that. I can't do that. No. I'll, I'll take into account you can miss week one. Okay. All right, guys. So what about Ty Montgomery? Is Ty Montgomery in PPR going 44th overall? Way too low. And I know you guys talked about Montgomery on Friday, and you mentioned that Dane Brugler, one of our draft experts on CBSSports.com, said that rookie running back Jamal Williams is this year's Jordan Howard. <clears throat> See, I listened to the podcast. But Ty Montgomery, 17th running back off the board, 44th overall in PPR. Too low? One round too low. Not, I don't know if I'd say way, but one round. Just right. Dave? Close. Yeah. Close. I, I don't think I'd take him at 44. So Dave thinks it's too high. I think it's a little too high. Okay. Danny Perez. At this point, point, he's too high. Danny Perez tweets us that Martavis Bryant is being overdrafted because he's going to be third in targets behind Brown and Bell. At best, 60 receptions, 950 yards, and 10 touchdowns. So uh, that would be – okay, yeah. So Bryant is 64th overall, Martavis. 25th wide receiver off the board. He's going ahead of Golden Tate in standard, ahead of Emmanuel Sanders, Larry Fitzgerald, Stefan Diggs. This is in standard scoring. Um, as the number 25 wide receiver as a sixth-round pick in a 12-team league, is Martavis Bryant being overdrafted? Well, 60, 9, 50, and 10 would be 155 It's a standard. huge year. But that's that, his best that, case scenario. That would scenario. be a number 11 receiver last year? That's that's what Danny thinks is the best case scenario. Well, Ten- he's being drafted as a 25th. If his best case scenario is 11th, then 25th seems fine to me. Yeah, I mean, like, even in PPR, if he catches 60 passes, that hurts. But if he scores 10 touchdowns, which could happen. I mean, this guy scores a lot of touchdowns. He scored, like, 14 touchdowns in 21 oh, career games. Yep, that's the stat. He's maybe a little too high at 25. Mm, yeah, well. Where is it overall? 64th overall? Yeah, 64th. That seems about right to me. That's where I'm looking at him. I've got him 58th overall. All right, Martavis Bryant. But I've always liked this guy. 
Uh, Adam White says in PPR, OJ Howard being drafted as the number 12 tight end off the board. Howard over Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle. Absolute madness. And an update here. Ebron has pulled slightly ahead of Howard, but they're basically back to back. Ebron, Jordan Howard, and then Jack Doyle. Is that absolute madness for OJ Howard to be there with those guys uh, right around, uh, tight end 12? Yes. Ridiculous. Are you nervous at all about Ebron with all the Galladay hype? A little. A little. There's, there's question marks, but I don't, there's not anybody I have ranked behind him that I'm really feeling good about either. So I haven't been motivated to move him down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that they could both take leaps or Galladay be good, especially in the red zone and Ebron take the leap you're hoping for? I mean, really, I just want, if Ebron just does what he does last, did last year and plays 16 games and catches four touchdowns, he's the number, a top 10 tight end. Right. It doesn't but take a lot. But it's not a good top, top 10, 10 tight, tight end. end. Right. It's, it's a very, uh, I don't want to start this guy every week, top 10 tight end. I don't know. He's on pace for 80 yards. I mean, it's five fantasy points, and he gets a touchdown in a third of the games. That's... Every four weeks, you're happy about that? <laughs> well, I, for a guy I'm taking in the 12th round, yeah. Would you start him every week? If he, if he begins the season, first four games, one touchdown and, you know, 20, 60, 70 yards a game. Yeah. You're still rolling him out there every week? Yes. I guess if it's 60, 70 yards a game, you'll still roll him out there. What if it's only 50? I probably would. I'd consider some other options. I don't know if I'd cut him, but I'd, I, but we're drafting this guy late. I don't have a problem with Ebron as a late pick. Round nine, well, not even round nine, round ten. That's mm-hmm. cool. Alrighty, finally, Mr. Odinga says Tom Brady, 25th overall, is ridiculous. He's fine, but the only quarterback worthy of being a third-round pick is Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady, third round, nope, too high, according to Mr. Odinga. 25 is too early, but I start considering at the end of the third round, so I wouldn't necessarily disagree. Alrighty. I, I don't mind it. You want to get a stud quarterback, and you're not in the mood to wait, and you think that Brady's going to have a monster year. I guess that's when you take them. Well, if you have the 25th pick in a 12-team league, that means you had the first pick, and then you're taking Tom Brady with one of your swing picks. So you're going like David Johnson, and then probably, I would guess, a wide receiver. I don't know. maybe Yeah, probably a wide receiver there. Maybe if Gronk was still there, you Ooh, do the Gronk-Brady Brady pairing Gronk. with David Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's over. It's over. Win. Everybody stays healthy. You're going to win every week by 20 points. <laughs> I would hate to play that team. I wouldn't even look at the rest of the team. I'd be just, oh, man, he is Johnson, Brady, and Gronk. That sucks. Uh, so we're going to talk about some more news and read your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. And I hope everybody's getting excited for the quarterback preview. That, to me, once we start doing position previews, it means, you know, game on. But game on, yeah, football's coming up. Buy some tickets. Baseball pennant races right now. Awesome concerts going on all over the country. Use SeatGeek. We all have the SeatGeek app on our phones. And I use it all the time. I looked at I looked at uh, Miami Hurricanes tickets going down for a game in November. I looked at Yankees tickets. They got the Red Sox coming to town. SeatGeek is the first place I go, and it's the only place I go because I always get the best deals on SeatGeek. And by the way, use the promo code FFT, save 20 bucks. FFT, save 20 bucks on SeatGeek. So download the app, search for an event, and what SeatGeek does is it searches multiple ticket sites, pulls in all the deals, 
lets you know immediately this is the best bargain, this is the best bang for your buck because SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value and every purchase is fully guaranteed. So if you want sports, concerts, comedy, theater, download the SeatGeek app right now and our listeners get 20 bucks off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter the promo code FFT. That's promo code FFT for 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase. So let's play a game called Is This News? Because, you know, you get a lot of reports right now. Does it matter? Is this news? Mike Gillisley is third on the Patriots' depth chart. Is this news? I don't think it is. It's an unofficial depth chart. Right. He's also been dealing with a hamstring injury for, I guess, a few days. So maybe that's why. Not news. Adrian Peterson is mostly vegan. Is that news? Can you be mostly vegan? <laughs> he Isn't that he like cheats. being kind of a virgin? He <laughs> uh, I, I can't comment on that. But, uh, you know, 80, he said 80% vegan. But, you know, what look, fish? great, great diet, in good shape. He might be old, but freaking nature, Adrian Peterson. Remember when Arian Foster went vegan so that he could stay healthy? Mm. <laughs> That's okay. probably why Adrian only went partial. Yeah, exactly. Give himself the out. Uh, Chuck Pagano has been impressed with running back Marlon Mack and says Mack could be a special player. Is this news? Sure. Great. <laughs> but I mean, like, they've got Gore. They've got Robert Turbin. They don't have a quarterback. They're going to need some sizzle in that offense. I, I think I don't see a role coming down the tracks at 90 miles an hour for Marlon Mack as a 15 touch player as a rookie. Alrighty. And, and we could always say, well, well, what happens if Frank Gore gets hurt? Then the door's open for Marlon Mack. Frank Gore doesn't get hurt. He's, and if he does, a cyborg. He, he'll be splitting with Turbin. <laughs> it's going to be a, a two, a two back committee. Frank Gore is made of Teflon. Mm-hmm. Teflon Frank, they call him. Yeah. It's almost like a lot of these guys that you want to take a flyer on. I get taking a, taking a flyer and putting them on your roster, but. I think there's an even better chance that if Marlon Mack makes an impact on your team or Joe Williams maybe, it's going to be off the waiver wire later in the season. I'm not saying you shouldn't draft them, but just be aware that you might have to drop them. And it could take a while for these rookie running backs to make anything happen. All right, Rob Kelly is ahead of Samaj P. Ryan, and you, you guys did talk about this on Friday, and it, it is news, yes? Yes. Yeah. So Rob Kelly or... Spencer Ware. Ware. Kelly over Ware. Jamie? Uh, I'll take Ware over Kelly because I think there's a better chance that if Ware is the starter in Kansas City, he's better than Kelly as the starter in Washington. How about I don't want either of these running backs on my fantasy team? All right. Well, I'll take, I'll take Kelly at his price. That's much better than Ware at his price tag right now. If you want to talk average draft position. Where are their prices? Where? Ware's going still as if he's guaranteed to start your job. Where's a seventh uh, rounder and Kelly's an eleventh? Yeah, Kelly's gonna Ooh, go Rob up. Rob Kelly round eleven. I take back. What yeah, I but said. That, that's gonna Is go. Is where up. going that low? I was guessing. I was not oh. looking at it. Oh, Heath, just throwing it out there. Okay. Now, I've got a pretty good grasp on yeah, ADP. Yeah, I bet I'm close. It's true, but Kelly is. Uh, where is being up. drafted as? Uh, you are way off. Where is being drafted in the fourth round as the forty-second running back off the board? Yeah, so there's forty-two being... running backs going in the first four rounds. <laughs> I'm sorry, the eighteenth running back off the board. And wow, whoa! Kelly is being drafted ninety-second uh, overall as the thirty-fifth running back. Eighteenth so, running back. My goodness, yep. Spencer Ware. Wow. 
So if you're getting Spencer Ware in the seventh round, congratulations to you. Okay. DeAndre Washington is ahead of Jalen Richard. Is this news? Well, I don't think anybody on this podcast is in the Marshawn Lynch is going to be awesome bandwagon. Well, aren't you by where you have him ranked? Fine. I have him ranked in as a fifth round pick. No. Yeehaw. Let's go, Marshawn. Uh, I would say Washington is the late round guy to get if you end up with Lynch on your team. I still would rather have Richard, uh, but it's going to be messy because there's in that same report, it's also said that Elijah Hood will be the guy. Um, as the insurance policy. So my guess it would be a three-headed monster if we uh, somehow lose the 31-year-old coming out of retirement. Nelson Aguilar could be Philadelphia's wide receiver, a slot wide receiver. Nelson Aguilar, a third-year guy, could be Philly's slot wide receiver. Is this news? It's news because it could mean that Jordan Matthews gets traded before the start of the season. Or Torrey Smith gets cut, which is the more likely scenario because Torrey Smith's been running as the fourth guy. So does that mean that Matthews runs as an outside receiver? Mm-hmm. Which is not good for him. No, I don't like that. And Devin Funches having a good camp, according to the Charlotte Observer. Funches in two seasons has only caught 54 passes, but nine touchdowns. So that's that's for the amount of catches he's gotten. That's impressive. We know Terrible he's been, catch rate, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how good of a receiver he is, but he's having a good camp. Another third-year guy, Devin Funches. Is this news or just, you know, a report we can dismiss? Remember when we were talking him up last year? It's something to keep in mind if you're in a deeper league with a late round pick. Yeah, I don't think we should completely ignore it. It's it's news. It's Ted good. Ginn is gone. Curtis Samuel's hurt. Um, Greg Olson's a year older. Can Calvin uh, Benjamin's a year fatter? So <laughs> <laughs> there's a chance for Benjamin uh, for Funchess to uh, take a step up in targets. Yeah, and, and look, we do Team Name Tuesday here on the Fantasy Football Today podcast can start tomorrow with the quarterback preview. I'm fine with that. It's on a Tuesday. Do not submit Honey Funches of Votes. We got that about 500 times over the last two years. So Honey Funches of Votes, I will not read. I am eliminating it. Plus, it's not a good cereal. So, you know. Uh, other news items. Quarterbacks. Josh McCown leading the Jets quarterback race. Trevor Simeon outplaying Paxton Lynch, according to Yahoo. I'm sure you guys are not happy about that. We we are rooting for Paxton Lynch to take the next step, right? Yes, we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like... Part of my liking Demarius Thomas early in the third round in PPR is I'm expecting better quarterback play, and if it's Simeon, I don't know that I will expect that anymore. Thoughts? Uh, yes, agree. One hundred percent. Wonderful. Brock Osweiler expected to start Cleveland's preseason opener. What do you make of that? Trade bait. Yeah, I guess the the thinking is that the other guys have not done very well with the first team. I my expectation is that they want to make sure they see Osweiler fail with the first team too, so then they can go back to the other guys. You know, somebody's got to make a stand here. Adam, mm-hmm. I think Honey Bunch's votes is a good series. I, you know, and what? they come in many different varieties, and I think they're a good combination of sweet and filling. I'm with Dave. Honey Bunch's oats are good. There's oh. another crap you like. What crackling oat bread? Crackling oat bread is the best. <sighs> no. I uh I don't know that I've ever had Honey Bunches of Oats. It just doesn't look like something I would like. So there's that. I just assumed that one of their main competitors had become a recent sponsor of yours, and <laughs> you were paid to badmouth them. Mine personally. I want to tell you guys what was said to me at the wedding that I was at this weekend. Remind me once we get done with the news and notes. Um, Baltimore optimistic about <clears throat> Joe Flacco's back injury. We hope to see him back soon. But definitely a situation to monitor. For... 
running back news. Arizona rookie running back and kick returner TJ Logan is going to miss 12 weeks with a dislocated wrist. This is not all that significant, but it's a tough break for him. Um, wide receivers, Alshon Jeffrey returned to practice for the Eagles. Corey Davis is week to week with a hamstring injury. And Quincy Anunwa hurt his neck. And he also hurt his neck during spring practices. So you guys talked about Anunwa being underdrafted, has very low ADP. He's like the 47th receiver off the board, number one guy for the Jets presumably, but got this neck injury. Do you want to comment on this or should we just wait and see? I think you have to wait and see. Okay, we will wait and see. Couple right. of defensive notes. Falcons cornerback Jason Collins suspended 10 games for violating the PED policy. And San Francisco linebacker Malcolm Smith may be out for the season with a torn pectoral muscle. Uh, this is a guy they signed as a free agent. Remember, they this is a linebacker here. They had the worst run defense in the world last year, the worst in the league. And for a while, it was like the worst in over a decade. Uh, so they got Bowman right now, but this is obviously a, not something that you wanted to see for the 49ers. Malcolm Smith Adam, out for the year. Just, just a quick bookkeeping note. It's Jalen Collins. Oh, thank you. Not Falcons. Jason. I don't want people to think that all of a sudden, wasn't there a former basketball yes. player named Jason Collins? Yes. Mm-hmm. That must have been where your mind was. It's, it's Jalen Collins. He would have been a better, um, like linebacker probably mm. than a corner. He was really tall. Agreed. Maybe yeah. a right tackle. Yeah, I'd see him as a tackle. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, um, this is, this is something that was said to me at, at the wedding I was at by uh, former colleagues of ours, actually. And, uh, it gets said to me kind of a lot. And I think I, I think I take as a compliment, but people say that I, uh, they, whenever they meet my wife, they tell me that I outkicked my coverage. Happens. Oh, all 100%. The time. <laughs> I don't disagree, but do you say that to somebody? I've never even met your wife, and I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> I get told that all the time. <laughs> all the time. Is it a compliment? I don't know. It's yes. a compliment to your wife, I think. Well, yeah. I think. I don't know. I think maybe telling it's your not. wife. Maybe it's settled. a compliment to the guy. Wow, you're ugly and she's pretty. Nice work. Yeah. I mean, I did outkick my coverage, but I don't know that I would tell anyone that they outkicked their coverage. But yes. They're basically saying your wife is hot. It depends on how well they know you. Like, obviously, I think we know you well enough to tell you that. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, uh, I don't know the other, I know, I know, what, three of the people, four of the people who you were there? No, the, the, the person who told me I outkicked my coverage, I had not spoken to in about seven years. And I'm okay, not so good friends was with not the, the was not the groom and was not uh the person who just moved. So Correct. Right. Right. No, it was someone who worked with us a while back. I couldn't I didn't know he was gonna be there. I was like, Oh well, great to see you. He's like, Yeah, good to see you too. You're ugly, your wife's hot. Would you feel <laughs> better if somebody walked up to you and just said, Man, your wife is hot. No. Like really no, hot. Uh, no, like, super, super hot. Like no. how did you do that? If if they said your <laughs> wife's beautiful, then may, I think I would that would be okay, but your wife's hot is not something you should say to people. Okay, oh, they did. They let it go. <laughs> All right, but you know, what what can you do when somebody tells you that? It's an awkward position to be in. I thanked him. You're just like you probably were, just like, oh, thanks. You know, I did. That, or you could say, boy, you didn't. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, emails fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Since we're doing the position previews, we'll do I think just quarterback and tight end this week. And running back and wide receiver next week. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we don't take a lot of emails on those shows, so let's hear from the people now. This is from CJ. Can you respectfully reflect on the curse of 370? Is David Johnson really at risk? We should put Ezekiel Elliott in there too, right? Not if he's going to be suspended. Um, 
is he at risk to have a breakdown next year if he gets all the work this year? Yes. Is he at risk this year? No. Well, because Johnson went over 370 touches last year, right? It's not touches. It's carries. If you're just going by the, the theory. Oh, okay. Well, then nobody's at risk. That never happens. You know, well, well, it could happen in a full season. It wouldn't happen in the regular season. De- DeMarco Murray got that three years ago, but 370 carries is, for a regular season is absurd. But if it is, yeah, I mean, these guys that go to the Super Bowl and, and they get all that work, Ezekiel Elliott, I don't know how many carries he had in the, overall, but in the regular season, Zeke had He was, he was under 370. Yeah. Um, well, look, well, we looked at that chart, that ESPN.com chart, guys, remember? And, um, it was pretty telling. Every running back who had reached a certain threshold of touches, pretty much everyone had a, had a decline the following year. But at, while saying that, most of them still had very good years. They just didn't duplicate. You guys remember the chart, right? And you might remember it better than I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think like two-thirds of them still had good years, but almost all of them went down in production. Hey, Jamie, got breaking news for you. What's that, bud? Anquan Bolden is signing a one-year deal this afternoon. Who? Which team do you think is signing Bolden? Buffalo. Yeah, how'd you know that? You saw the news? Well, it's the only place that he... Um, worked out for and visited. Mm, well, then I guess I shouldn't have asked the question. Yes, he's signing with Buffalo, according, according to Peter Schrager of FoxSports.com. Cool. Bad for Zay Jones and bad for Charles Clay. Yep. Good for Tyrod Taylor and Sammy Watkins. Good for Anquan Bolden. Good for you, buddy. Good for Anquan Bolden. All right, where's uh, Steve from? Oh, Steve's from a town west of... Where? Is that a typo? I-N-C-H-O-N? West of Inchon? I N C H O N. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Twelve team. It's Albuquerque, New Mexico. Let's just go with it. Perfect. Twelve team, half PPR, half PPR. Three receivers. Would you feel comfortable in a three receiver league starting running back, running back, and then taking either Watkins or Demarius Thomas as your number one wide receiver? If that's the way that the draft fell to me, yes. Right, because you're you're getting two running backs that you really like. And by doing that, you're clearly passing on the top shelf of receiver talent, but there's still good receivers left after that, and Watkins and Thomas qualify. Ooh, man, three-receiver league. I could not see myself going running back, running back in a three-receiver league. I, I, what if your first two picks were LaShawn McCoy and Melvin Gordon? Okay, it would be Gordon in round one, and then I'm sitting there in round two, and nobody's taking McCoy. Or the opposite of that could happen. Uh, no, because I would take Gordon first. Uh, I, I guess. Sure. I guess so, especially since it's half PPR, and those guys should get enough catches. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'll put it this way. I'm never setting out to go running back, running back in a three-receiver league. Right, but like that's the type of thing that has to happen for me to go that route in a in a league that's PPR and starts three. But you might do it if you pick early in the first round. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, this is from. Oh man, I don't have a name or a city. Dave, I need your help. Trent from San Francisco. Hey, Adam Creeth and Damie. Can somebody explain why you think Brandon Marshall is done? I remember him going at the beginning of the second round last year. Now he's on a better team, better quarterback, a situation where he can't be consistently double teamed. Is there a reason why I shouldn't be thrilled that Brandon Marshall 
is regularly my fourth wide receiver. How has he dropped so unanimously? I oh, think it's a fourth wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. It's drafting him as your second or maybe even, I don't know, deeper league. I think he's okay as the third receiver even there. Yeah, I, fourth I'm even okay with. Um, I don't know about feeling thrilled about it. I just feel appropriate about it. So in every year he's had at least a thousand yards. He's also had at least 140 targets. His best performances have come recently when he switched teams. Not necessarily when he went from, uh, Denver to Miami, but when he went from Miami to Chicago and from Chicago to the Jets, those were two of his best seasons in his last five years. He also got those targets and those opportunities. Right. He's not going to be the most target. If, if he's the most targeted receiver in New York, something went very wrong. Odo Beckham got hurt. That's the only explanation. Something went very horribly um, wrong. Yeah, I, I think the drop off you're seeing is, yes, he was double teamed a lot last year, but he, and he had a bad quarterback, but he himself was not very good either. He's 33 years old. People are afraid that he's just washed. And he's going to a place to where he's at best going to be second on the team in targets. Which he's never had. He's never been the second guy. Could you argue that Brandon Marshall was the second guy in 2014? That's when Jeffrey had his big year. He played 15 or 16 games. And Marshall didn't have a lot of yards, but he caught eight touchdowns that year. He also played, I believe it was eight games, because he had a punctured lung and a bad ankle injury for... Two thousand two thousand fourteen he had he played thirteen games. 13. And he still had over a hundred targets in those thirteen games. Right, and I could see him having a touchdown a good touchdown year. Look, yeah, the, the Giants I, I, as, go ahead. As soon as he signed uh with the Giants, that was the season I compared him to. But sixteen games, not thirteen games. Yes, touchdowns will save him. But catches yards, this may be a sixteen game low for him. It's really weird. Like here were the Giants touchdowns last year, receiving touchdowns. Beckham had two had ten. Two, no. Beckham at 10. Sterling Shepard had 8 on 683 yards. Nobody else had more than 2. Roger Lewis had 2. Nobody else had more than 1. I mean, it was 26 touchdowns. 18 of them went to 2 guys. Uh, I don't know how the touchdowns are gonna look this year. I'm, I'm a little worried about Beckham. Just, I know you, I know I really shouldn't be. But also with all this talk about Evan Ingram looking good and being a red zone target, Shepard was really good in, in that role. Marshall's tall. Like, is Beckham at risk of not getting ten touchdowns this year? I, if anybody's going to lose touchdowns, I don't think it's going to be him. Yeah, I mean, he gets so many targets. He's just such a dominant force. Uh, especially if Shepard's, you know, this ankle injury lingers for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that if Marshall replaces Shepard, who was the thirty-fourth best receiver in standard leagues last year, that's probably a good expectation for him. Okay. Uh, Jake in Portland, what's all this hype about Derrick Henry? Every time I see Derrick Henry on the field, he looks extremely slow, runs upright, doesn't look very elusive. Is it me, or can you guys explain why people think Derrick Henry is going to be good? DeMarco Murray gets hurt, and there you go. Are you sure you're not watching, like, old tape of Travis Henry in his last year? Yeah. Or Chris Henry, when Chris. he was with Tennessee? That was a guy I liked a lot back Maybe so, because that's not what I've seen when I've seen Derrick Henry run. I see, like... The Incredible Hulk playing football. All right, maybe not quite that big, but he's just a load on his feet. And it's impressive, and that offensive line is great, and an opportunity there for him to run behind it a lot would be just a boon for fantasy owners. Yeah, big guys don't 
always look so fast, but he had a very encouraging 40 time, you know, last combine, two combines ago. So it might just be a little deceiving the way you see him. Cause yeah, he's, he's huge, Derek Henry, but very athletic for a guy his size. Uh, Danny from Fort Lauderdale. Hey, Frank, Bernard, Mitch, and Dean Gordon. We know them, right? Old school. Ah. Uh, I was actually just watching that this weekend. Great. And still didn't get it. Great movie. Uh, why the hate on Brandon Cooks? In 2014, Gronkowski received 21.5% of the targets. Edelman, 22%. LaFell, 19.5%. Give Cooks 20% of 600 passes, and that's 120 targets. More than Cooks received last year in New Orleans. What do you have, like 119 last year? Yeah, right. It was right on that number. Uh, sorry, Heath, but Cooks over Baldwin this year. I don't know why you're saying sorry, unless it's just for an incorrect take. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I mean, it's realistic that he get 120 targets, right? Yeah, that's more than I'm expecting. I would say that's the, the very, very high end. I think people I think are... that's right on the money, because that's where he's been the past two years, and that was in an offense didn't have as many weapons as this. It, it had plenty of weapons. Not like this. They didn't have weapons as... Nowhere close to Precise this. as this. It's nowhere close to this. Well, uh, I mean, the other, look, the second receiver there was better than anybody in New England as a receiver. Right. But everywhere else, New England's better. Right. Yes. Sure. So, yeah. I guess the third receiver's better too. Yeah. Like, New Orleans has, has some good talent. They, not, they are not to the depth of what New England has. No, but you know, the other, the lost part of this equation is that, and we remind people sometimes, is that Brandon Cooks has a really bad history outdoors. Yep. You know, it's, it's year after year. It got to the point where we're playing starter sit with Brandon Cooks when he's on the road. Just, just, you know, it's a, it's a difference. It's gotta matter a little bit, but we'll talk Remember more, that game we'll talk where more about that. all over Cooks when he played at Philadelphia and with four seconds left to play, he scored. Yeah. I think I lost a bet on that. Yeah. yeah, it was a tough break. Tough that break. Was a bad day. Uh, let's see, we got Ben. Ben, where's Ben from? Ben is from somewhere in Ohio. Solon, Ohio. Melvin Gordon or Devontae Freeman? Who will have more fantasy points? Freeman. Gordon. Uh, Gordon. Definitely standard. PPR could be Freeman. You know, Gordon had 295 touches in 13 games. 295 touches in 13 games. Devontae Freeman Couldn't hold had, up to it. They gotta get Brandon Oliver involved. Yeah, he's not gonna have that many touches per game, I would guess. But 295 in 13 games. Freeman had 281 in 16 games. But still had a tremendous year. <laughs> really did. And he's done it two years in a row. Yeah, he's, he's so involved. It's, it's, it's true, man. He's really good. Finally. The guy, shares, the guy he shares a backfield with has a hard time staying healthy. Too. It's true. Yep. Finally, Eric is from where, Dave? Eric! Eric! Bel Air, California. Oh, yeah, that's nice. This year, my commissioner decided to change our scoring format from full PPR to half PPR. What changes in strategy should I bring to the draft room? And also, Adam, how about that Game of Thrones episode last night? Wow. That was good. Very good. I don't want to give anything away. I don't even want to react to it, but it was a good episode. I was wow. You, you both are reacting right now. Now, well, I just like I don't want. I haven't seen it yet. I'll have you know. You you don't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I haven't seen any of Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was a good episode. I know that there's a character named Lannister. There are many. And there's dragons. Mm-hmm. There are dragons, yeah. That's true. Oh, there are dragons. So, uh, yeah. Half PPR to PPR. All right, so the first problem I have is that the, 
Kamish just decides this and Eric and all of his friends in Bel Air just go along with it, whatever the commission says. If the commission says we're starting nothing but defenders, then that's how it goes. Was there a vote? Was there a discussion? Was there a panel? <laughs> a panel. Assigned to, to this? Yeah. I mean, I just, I think it's a little nervy. Uh, let, let, let's assume that it was in a, August. It was a league yeah, decision. Guys, we're, uh, we're going to eliminate half of every point per reception. League decision. League decision. So he went, he went from, uh, full to half point PPR. So what, what do you guys suggest in terms of strategy now? It's basically the same as, as full point. Yeah, I, I, I guess obviously guys like Julian Edelman lose a little bit of value. Guys like Stefan Diggs, guys like Larry Fitzgerald lose a little bit of value. Yeah. Danny Woodhead loses a little bit of value. My but, guess is people are going to overreact to this change and you're going to get those guys at a better value. Yeah, I think my hardest uh, question when I'm doing half PPR is what do I want my flex to be? In a PPR league, I'm almost always going to have my flex be a wide receiver. I suppose it could be a pass-catching running back, but I tend to think those guys are overrated except maybe Woodhead. <clears throat> um, so in in, stand, in uh, standard, you know, I could go either way, but probably go in with a running back at flex. And in PPR, the last time – half PPR, rather. The last time we did a half PPR draft, I think my flex was Eddie Lacy, and I was sort of lukewarm on that. But um, do you guys have any guidelines or you just kind of let the let the draft play out and see best available? I think that's what I, I think. Do. I think you 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 aim best player available, but you're mindful of what what it means, what half point PPR means. I'll, the number one receiver last year, I've got Jordy Nelson there. He averaged twelve point five in standard, fifteen point five in half PPR, and eighteen point six in full PPR. So the best receivers, you might get a few extra points from each week. I would assume that would be the same for pass catching running backs and tight ends. It, it increases their value, but just a little, not a lot. Enough to probably continue to draft them like it matters. Mm-hmm. Great. Hey, it's nice to be back, guys. It's yeah, great. We, it's uh, great to be podcasting with you, sir. We, uh, we, we missed, we missed you. You missed him? I mean, we missed you. <laughs> it's always good when the boss is back. The boss is back in town, and position previews are coming back as well. And I'll let everybody know about the uh, voicemails thing. I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. You know, got a little more personality in there. But we Wait, won't. What was that number again? They have to call. No, stop. Uh, I'll give you goodbye, 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 goodbye. See ya. Bye.